Hey, forget it. It's off for real. I'm Sansa Inspire, founder of Losers Inspire Everyone, and this is What the Fuck is Your Problem? And I'm going to use these talks to continue to inspire everyone. So, how does inspiration actually happen? It's just that. Inspiration happens. Once you're inspired, you don't necessarily have to continue to be inspired. It's not motivation. I feel like motivation is something you have to continue to do each day. Motivate yourself. So my sole goal is to inspire the world. I want to inspire a billion people with my story, with my life, with me as an example, with me showing up Proving, disproving, improving, and putting it on display so that anybody out there that believes that they can't, that believes they're incapable, insufficient, not enough, whatever it may be, that you can see me as an example of how you can always inspire from any loss. So it's been a it's been a little minute since the last time I spoke on here. And I battle with that because again, I'm saying I want to use my life to inspire. That means I have to put myself on display. That means I have to be vulnerable in a way that is not comfortable. And so you get motivated to speak and then all of a sudden you get demotivated to speak. And so I've been playing this back and forth game with myself until I realized, you know what? If I have a goal set, I must do everything to accomplish that. And if I'm saying that I want to use my life to inspire, then I got to get out here and speak. I got to put myself on display to put my life on blast. That's what makes it hard. Because you open yourself up to critique or criticism from people who don't really know you. But is that really, really what we fear? Because when I think about it, it's like, The people around you that are going to critique you, they may poke fun at you, they may have something negative to say, those people struggle with identifying themselves. So hurt people hurt people. So in fact, if I don't put myself out there, if I'm not speaking, all I'm doing is helping the continuous cycle of hurting. Because... Who knows, even if it's just one person, maybe the words that I speak can help that one person. Maybe they inspire that one person. And if that's the case, then I'm reaching my goal. So as I battle to uh, build the consistency in my speaking and to overcome that, to make vulnerable myself, I start here on wisdom with these talks. So this is the second one, episode two of What the Fuck is Your Problem, where I literally answer that question, what the fuck is my problem? Today is, right now is, are we parenting or pretending? Because that's a real question that I want to know. Are we parenting? Or are we pretending? Because the belief is a woman has kids. If a man is there, he has kids with a woman, that they're both parents. That once that baby comes in this world, you're automatically a parent. And what's become apparent to me is that that is not true. It takes more than just calling yourself a father, just calling yourself a mother 
It takes more than that to actually be a parent. Because for me, a parent is someone who impacts your life. Not just in a negative way, but in a positive way. They teach you. They uplift, inspire, guide, lead. Nowadays, maybe forever it's been like this. That we just call ourselves parents just because I got children. Or I go to work and I provide for you, so therefore I'm your parent. And because of that, then we demand respect and we demand all of these things that when we take a closer look, we don't even give ourselves that. So it it then makes sense why I would expect that from somebody else. Oh, you better respect me. I don't respect myself. So it's easier to demand from others what you're unwilling to give to yourself. A parent provides that for themselves first. Because if I can't provide the love for myself, how can I provide the love for my child or any child? If I can't look at myself in the mirror and truly be happy, how can I teach my child to be happy? How can you teach anything that you don't understand or command? So how can you be a parent just because you had a child? Why is it that we believe that the number one qualifier is, oh, you have kids? And do you do you give them money? Do you feed them? Then you're a parent. That's the bare minimum. That's the bare minimum. So we do the bare minimum, yet we expect the maximum gratitude, the maximum benefit, the maximum appreciation. And we're doing the bare minimum. We're checking the box. I breathe, so I'm alive. I woke up today. You also went to sleep. There has to be more to it than just, I'll provide for you. The pretending comes in when we recognize the reason why I'm even doing this, it's not even for me. Every time a parent says, I'm doing this for you, and they're chastising the child to say, this is your fault. How are you a parent? How are you not pretending or impersonating is really what I want to say. Because we look around at each other. We look for guides and, and tutorials and tips and tricks on how to be a parent. Now, don't get me wrong. There are things that you, you nobody knows everything and you need help with certain things, of course. But when you know how to do your job, you do your job. What you end up studying, what you end up looking for is further knowledge to expand on another topic, subject, whatever. You're not sitting researching something you know. This is why nobody looks up how to walk straight. We figured that out when we were kids. You learn to crawl before you walk. And now you do that so well, you don't need anybody to tell you how to walk. Matter of fact, if someone came up to you and say, hey, you're not walking correctly, you think they was absurd. You probably get an attitude. Probably have some choice words for them. Because how dare you tell me I've been doing this for X amount of years of my life. So if we're looking outside of ourselves for a how-to, then you got to admit that you don't know how. And it's at that moment that you become a parent. You're a parent for the times that you admit, I don't know, and you go find out. You're not a parent because all the stuff you swear you know. 
You're a parent because of the things that you show your child. How to get out of a situation. How to gain understanding, further clarity. How not to sabotage yourself. Like, these are things that you teach your child. But see, we've been pretending and impersonating other people. So what we've actually done is pass on the same traumas to our children. We're impersonating each other. I see you do it, so I'm going to do it. How many people get beat or got beatings because, or beat their children, whoop their children, discipline, whatever you want to call it, because that happened to them? I got, I used to get a whooping, so now you're going to get one. I used to get beat, so now I get beat. Now you'll get beat. We hear it all the time. This generation is soft because they don't get treated like my generation. If we treat everybody the same way, this is how you're recreating the same cycles. While everybody is still dealing with the same trauma and we're not getting through it. Because I had a kid at a young age. So therefore, it's not my fault. I didn't learn how to be a parent. It must be the child's fault because they came into this world. This is what we're doing. Nobody's taking accountability for themselves and saying, I need to be better first for me before I can ever be better for a child or a spouse. And I see it too much that it's like the child goes on the back burner because you don't have time for that. I'm not dealing with that right now. Go sit down. Go do this. Go do that. You put the child on the back burner. Because of what you're incapable of doing. How is that parenting? How is that not pretending? They come to you for something and you're not even able to give it to them. You don't want to give it to them. And instead of admitting that to your child, sitting with your child and showing them your struggles so that they can learn from that, you force struggle upon them. You ensure that they're going to relive this trauma over and over and over again because you didn't get out of it. So why should they get out of it, right? I didn't get out of this. I had to go through this. So y'all have to go through this. No. Parenting happens when you begin to remove, when you begin to reinstill, when you do differently than what was done to you. Up until that time, we're impersonating. We're pretending like we all good, like we know what to do, like we got it all figured out. But our children know. They feel it every time they come ask you a question and you react with anger or frustration. They feel it. Every time they see you get frustrated because you can't get over something, but then you keep telling them, hey, don't do that. Don't do that. And they're wondering, like, well, you're doing it. So how can you tell me not to do it? A parent is a mirror. That child looks in that mirror and it sees, it should begin to see itself. Because what happens is they grow up and become adults. And now we're having to, to deal with trauma because I didn't know that I picked this up from my mom, from my dad. I didn't know what was going on. When my mother sat there and told me, your father's not anything. Did she know that that would become me? Meaning that I would damn near embrace that. That once you told me that in my mind that my father wasn't anything and I come from my father that, well, then I'm not going to be anything. Who am I? If you tell me that the person that created me is nothing, 
You have just told me that my ceiling is the floor. I ain't gonna be nothing. Imagine if you were born on this earth and they told you God was nothing. What are you gonna strive for? What are you looking up to? The creator is nothing? He's weak, you gonna follow the devil. The devil is the strongest person. You will follow that. So if you are a parent, one half, and you're saying the other half is nothing for whatever the situation may be, how are you empowering that child? Because then that child has to look at you and say, well, mom, well, dad, didn't you choose to be with that person at a certain time? And we never express that. We never express that part to say, hey, listen, I need you to look out for certain things because I didn't. I need you to watch out for the holes that I stepped in. No, we make them step in those same holes. And if they don't step in those same holes, it's like, oh, well, well, what your life is different than mine. You think you better than me. Like we traumatize our own children because we were traumatized. So you force them to go through the same things that you went through as if that's some type of learning experience, as if that made them stronger, made them better. No, it weakened them. We're diluting the water. We're contaminating the water contaminating the soil. You're not enriching anything. You're not enlivening anybody. If they have to go through the same things that broke you down, how do we envision them being built up? If that same stuff broke you down, you, you intend to break them down too. And I'm just not for that. So I had to admit myself when I was impersonating, when I wasn't being a parent. And it's the moment that I started admitting that it started to show me how to properly parent my children. Am I doing it right? Who knows? Only time will tell. One thing I'm certain about is that I'm doing it the way that my heart tells me to. I didn't look in a book. I didn't follow a guru. None of that. I'm following my heart. I wasn't taught that. I had to learn that. I was taught you weren't going to be anything. And when you're taught that, when you come from that and already... Being in a society that looks down on other demographics, other races, other genders, you already coming in with this car stacked against you, with the world, the weight of the world on your shoulders. Because no one is encouraging you to say, listen, I Learn those lessons that we're going to avoid that. The first thing that I want my children to do is to avoid the holes that I fell in. If they fall in that hole, I can pull them out and show them, look, watch this. This is what happened to cause you falling, to cause you to fall in that hole. At the moment that I do that, that hole, we cover it up. We put the dirt back in there. We're not going to fall in that hole again. Because you're retracing your steps. You're taking them back, showing them how it happened. You're not just chastising them. I told you, told you don't do that. You should know better than that. Oh, well, uh, like, no. Parenting happens when you see the mistakes you made and you seek to correct them. You will not do the same thing that I did. As a matter of fact, I moved my children out of that neighborhood so they wouldn't even experience that because I don't want to know what it's like to continue trauma. I want to know what it's like for you to have to deal with something that I didn't even have to deal with. We've mastered struggle. 
I don't need you to struggle no more. I don't need you to struggle no more. I want you to master something else. Take this to the next level. Let's see what you do if you're given a tool from a young age. What type of adult do you become? I don't want to see you struggling with the same things that I'm struggling with. Here, you don't get a shovel because I didn't have a shovel. So now you got to dig yourself out with your bare hands because I had to. No, that child is going to grow up. And once they figure out how to do it, they're going to say, you forced me to go through the same thing you went through when you could have put me on a different track. We're not doing that. And if you're listening, understand that. I didn't figure it out. It's not all solved. That this is hard. It's a struggle every single day. But the struggle is not parenting. The struggle is understanding. The struggle is admitting. I don't struggle like parenting my children. I struggle being able to follow my heart and not turn around when somebody else says, why are you doing that? Or that never happened to me. Because that outside pressure will make you pretend or impersonate everybody else. Because they said, oh, I I never did that. I never seen it done like that. So you're going to say, okay, yes, you're right. No one has ever done it like this. So let's throw this, you know, let's do what we've seen everybody else do. You've already seen the results of that. Struggle breeds struggle. Until somebody stops it. That's a parent. The parent is the one that comes in and says, nope, no more. Because a parent at first is a protector. So if you aren't protecting yourself, if you're letting the world happen to you, you're going to let the world happen to your child. And what we see right now in the world is the world is happening to our children because we're not protecting them, because we weren't protected. Well, for me, that's the main reason why I protect my children, because I wasn't protected. And I know what it's like to hurt. I know what it's like to struggle. I know what it's like not to have food on the table. And I don't want y'all to struggle like that. Why would I want to share that story with you? So we can trauma bond? Let's talk about how we both grew up with no. No. We need to start getting together as parents who went through trauma and understand our trauma, speak about it, and leave that shit alone. Let it go. Just like a balloon, if you let it go, it floats off into the sky and it's gone. You don't see that balloon again. Let let your trauma go. Actually, parent your children and not didn't I go to work and put food on the table? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Thank you for that. But a child can do that for themselves. Do you know how many 12 year old, 13, 14, 15, 16 year olds are out here raising themselves, raising their their siblings because the parent feels like to work and that's the way that I provide? Did did. 2020 not teach us anything we need to change our perspectives away from believing that the way we provide is by going away leaving home 2020 showed you you put so much importance in leaving the house going outside for work when they took that away from you you had a problem staying at home you struggled with sitting down with staying home, with parenting our children. We struggle with that. That was a wake-up call. I quit my job. I'm not telling everybody else to quit their job. No, no, because it's not easy. Trust me. But I knew one thing for sure. I did not want to make an excuse of why I couldn't be there for you. Because I would see my children looking to social media going outside of me for answers. And I'm like, why don't you come to me? Well, you're too busy. And you got this going, dad, and you got that going, dad. How many times can I tell y'all that I sacrificed for y'all? I already went to the military 
went overseas, took my time, sacrificed that. Was that not enough? How much more do I have to sacrifice? I got to give my whole life up because then I'm still not there for you. I'm still not there. And what does that teach you to then do the same thing to your children? So once I saw what happened to me, once I saw what happened to me, I had to ask myself, do I want to continue that? The answer was no. And that's when it becomes hard. When you start to admit what you don't want, that's what's really hard. Because you know you don't want something, but how do I get what I want? If I got to eliminate, get rid of. We have to lose in order to inspire. You have to lose. And if you're unwilling to lose, you don't get to inspire, meaning you don't overcome. So when we're saying, when I'm asking, are we parenting or pretending? I'm asking, are you overcoming or are you just being complacent? Are you hiding behind your trauma, hiding behind the fear of losing? That you're okay with accepting and then pushing forward the same trauma, the same broken ideology that you were given. Just so you can stay in a place of comfort and say, I have friends to talk to. I have a spouse. We're perpetuating bad behavior. And it's because we look around and see what others do. And we don't stand on what I do. I don't care if it's never been done before. That's the whole reason why you do it. We all strive for greatness, and yet we fear to be great. So if we could look at ourselves, we're actually going in circles. It's like a revolving door and we never get out. You just keep going around and around and around and around. And you're like, I'm trying to get in the building. You actually have to get out. Otherwise, you're just going in circles. You're perpetuating the same things over and over again. And the first step we need to make as parents is looking at ourselves in the mirror and just look at yourself. And if you can't, if you don't feel that love, if you don't say the, the positive sentiments to yourself, this is even before you have kids. Or if you have kids now, if you cannot go in there and look at yourself with encouragement, then understand how am I encouraging my child if I don't even look at myself that way? If I don't look at myself in an empowering way, I say, oh, I'm ugly. Oh, my, I wish my eyebrows were better. Oh, I wish I had this. I wish I had that. What are you telling your child? We don't always see that. We don't see what. Them that. So until you start to embrace yourself and own your own. gave it to me, so I'm going to give it to you. We must be chose to be with that person that puts you in that situation. But if you tell your child, hey, the other half of you is nothing, you're telling that child, well, I'm not going to be anything. You're teaching them to hate the things that created them. That hurts. Coming from a person who had to come out of that. Who had to come out of that. I hated a man for so long I didn't even know him. 
And then guess what happens to that child when they grow up and they realize the truth? Because it's always one side to a story. It's easy to tell one-sided stories. But when that child grows up and they find out the truth, that's a hurt you can't take back. Because for so long you were told to dislike a part of you. And you didn't know the full story. You were just told, well, this person was nothing. They left me. They did me wrong. And they did. But see, the other half of that story is the cause that created the reaction. We teach from one side. This thing is what did it to me. You're not admitting that you had a role to play in that. Something you did created the necessary circumstances for that to happen. And you didn't own it because it's so easy to say, woe is me. You hurt me. Well, you hurt that child because you didn't give them a full story. So the home was broken by you, the single parent, because we didn't tell the full story. And I understand how much that that's hard. It pains you because guess what you have to do? You have to admit that you played a role in that person leaving. You played in a role in you choosing the wrong person. You played a role in you creating that circumstance. I had to do it. I wanted so bad to say this person hurt me. They did this to me. And they did. But see, on the other side of that, I had to admit, okay, I could only... Why did I allow that? I allowed a person to mistreat me because I was mistreating. I wasn't treating myself with dignity, with respect, with any love or integrity. I really didn't even know what that was. And the moment that I was able to admit I didn't know something, it allowed me to know something. It allowed me to see things that I never saw before. Then when I accepted my responsibility, accountability for those actions, it allowed me to understand and learn the lesson that I needed to. Now I can actually show my children. Now I can actually parent them and say, hey, when this happens, it means this or look out for this. My daughter just I just left a volleyball tournament my daughter's team lost and I I just looked at her and I was like first the first emotion that I had is like what you snatching away from me for but then I immediately saw in her what I had noticed in myself she didn't snatch away from me out of disrespect she snatched away because she was hurt. And those pokes that I was doing that, hey, hey, it's okay. She wasn't feeling that because she just lost. She just gave her all and came up short, she felt like. And then the, the moment I saw that, I, I said, are you okay? She started crying, bawling. And it's only because I cried. It's only because I had to go through that pain and get myself out that I knew exactly what to do. I allowed her to cry on my shoulder while telling her, yeah, it's going to be okay, but not just it's going to be okay because I say it. It's going to be okay because the reason why you're crying is because you're passionate. Nobody likes to lose. And you're hurt from that because you feel you gave your all and came up short. And that's okay. Because the opposite end of that is to not care. To not give your all and not even care. You don't want to be like that. You want to feel emotions. But as children, we want to know that if I feel those emotions, you can to me. So I understand those emotions. Because feeling without standing... That's torture.
That's, that's trauma. You can feel that pain and not understand why you feeling that pain, not where that pain comes from. Oh, that's trauma. It's how you get out of that. How? You don't. You just struggle in it. You struggle in it. Until one day maybe you give up or somebody comes along and they show you what you couldn't see. The thing is, if I just said that I saw that in my daughter and I did that, what is the difference between me and you? If I can see it, how come you can't? It's because you're not paying attention where you need to pay attention. You're looking outside at everybody else. What is this parent doing? What does that parent do? What, is, what do they say we're supposed to do? You're not following your heart when your heart told you to say something. You're not following your heart when your heart told you to speak up. Nah, because uh, I don't know. Maybe I won't say the right things. Maybe The fact that you're saying that to yourself, you're talking yourself out of it. You need to stop right there and be like, well, let me say the things that I keep thinking I shouldn't say then. Let me stop saying the things that I, I, I don't need to say. And let me break for a second because I see that I have my first request. So let me see how we make this work. I would love to speak with somebody else. Hello. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Thank you first and foremost for listening in to my rant and then wanting to come up and talk with me because that's how we really grow to understand things. So I do appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you because, you know, I'm an educator and I am a mother of eight children. So I hear your heart and I hear the struggle and the understanding and I'm going, oh my God, I have been through some of these things as well. Mm. Yes. Pretending at one point and parenting at others. I totally understand that. So in your experience, how did you identify or when did you identify that you were doing one or the other? Um, I'm going to say I, I have two batches. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think the first batch I was pretending and the second batch, I'm more parenting. Okay. Um, with the first batch, um, I have a blended family. I ended up adopting my sister's three children. And then I had three children of my own. So it was almost like I had two sets of twins. Mm -hmm. But just listening to other people, like raising kids, like, and not following your heart. You know, just, yeah, just exactly what you're saying. Just okay, well, what do you do in this situation? Or how do you handle this situation instead of handling it with your heart and opening your eyes and seeing what your kids are going through? I'm like you. I, I, I grew up in the inner city. I didn't want my kids to experience what I experienced. I wanted them to have new experiences. I totally understand that. Totally understand that. But even in those new experiences, I still... Wait, say that again? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to say, in, in those experience, new experiences that I didn't experience, I didn't know, I didn't understand what my kids were going through, mm -hmm. you know? So seeking others like, well, how do you, how do you, how do, how am I supposed to help my kid in this situation instead of just really following my heart? Mm. And it's, it can be hard because... No one taught you before. So we struggle with how do I know if I'm even following my heart? Is this my heart even talking? And so once you go through that battle and you, you learn what it is in you, that's when we have to start, you know, accepting that and being courageous enough to follow it. But it's not easy because you took your kids out of a situation that, to be honest, we were used to being in the inner city. Yes. 
Yes. So once you take them somewhere else, they're experiencing different things. But now you're like, well, I've never seen that before. And for me, yes. as fearful and as uncomfortable as it was in the beginning, that's why it was so empowering because I got to learn with my children. And they got to see me in a different light and say, wait a minute, if my dad can learn with me and I taught my dad something, that gave them an empowerment. I gave them a feeling of empowerment. Like as a child, I can teach an adult because to be honest, growing up, we don't, I know the way I was raised, you, you can't even talk to adults, some of them. Exactly. So it, it's like, how can I ever teach you anything? But we definitely can learn from our children. And I believe we should be learning more from our children than other parents who we're trying to figure it all out anyway. Why not yes. figure it out with your child? That is that is exactly true. Just being in those new experiences and getting their perspective on what they're seeing because, again, they're seeing the same situation but through their own eyes and truths and understanding. And then you're seeing it. One thing I love about my kids is that now that the first batch are adults, you know, we have these conversations like, Mom, you know, you were a great mom, but here are some things that you missed. And, you know, it, some, you, you know you did right when your kids can come back and talk and share those things. Right. There are so many adult kids that can't even talk to their parents to share about the good, the bad, and the ugly of being in that household. Um, and I think even parenting my kids or pretending some of those anxieties that I had being a kid or the traumas, I think I still put those anxieties on my kids because I didn't want them to experience it. So I became more paranoid about situations, you know. So when I gave them liberties, I was constantly asking, like, did anybody bother you? Did anybody touch you? Did anybody say anything? You know, so it's just, you know, I, I don't know how to put it in, in perspectives when when things like that happen. It, it just causes a lot of stress on the kid because they're, I don't know. Maybe you can answer that. I actually, actually, now that you said that, it just showed me, um, Know, personally moments that I have with my daughter because uh, like I really hear that where I'm seeing that I can push those anxieties on, on my child is because pushing them to want to explain like their feelings and not really accepting the I don't know sometimes they're they're trying to figure it out and it's just like like you're asking questions like that because of experiences we had and it, they're like wait Huh? It's uncomfortable because no, nobody ever did that. And then you kind of like make them start thinking about it. Yes. And we don't necessarily want to do that. The thing is, right. though, is that I, what I'm saying is that is what actually leads us to parenting. It's being being open enough to say, all right, look, I'm just going to ask. I'm going to take you out of this situation. I'm going to do something different because those experiences, the things that you learn, now you become a different person. Too many of us are just like, I don't want to do that. I'm going to just impersonate what every other parent is doing. So we don't give ourselves, we don't make ourselves vulnerable enough to learn the lessons. And you miss out. And like you said, we might seem like we're pushing things on our child. But when that child comes back to you and they say, thank you for that, because it showed me something then we kind of feel a little different. It's like, maybe I wasn't, because we just think so hard on ourselves more than anything. Yes, we do. And I, really I, do. I, I, I want to like, it's my children who showed me that, that it's like, have fun, relax a little bit. We're so uptight as parents because we got to go through so much and we're thinking about making a better life for our kids. What if the better life for your kids was they just like being with you? Yeah. <laughs> What if that is the better life, you know? But you know what? That's that's such a true statement because as I reflect with even the new batch that I have, one of the things that we always do is we always go somewhere together. 
Um, and it's those memories that you create um, that they constantly go back to. Uh, my daughter was scrolling through my Instagram and came across a picture or video that I took of her baby sister. And I could just hear them cracking up, laughing at the memory. And it was just like, you know, oh, I remember that. That was so fun. We had so much fun together. And it's just, it's those memories around the kitchen table that you just go, you know what? That was good. I'm glad I made that sacrifice. I'm glad I decided not to eat or buy that, that Dunkin' Donuts coffee every day that week. And I took that money and I put it into my children. You know, it's those kinds of things that our kids want. It's sometimes it's not the materialistic stuff. It's just they, my 14-year-old said it, Mom, I just want to be with you. Yesterday she came home. She's working at McDonald's now. She's making money. She's like, I can get my own phone, Ma. And then she came home from work yesterday. She says, Mom, can you rub my feet? Now, mind you, I had I worked a full day, had went to bed at three o'clock in the morning, was up at five o'clock, taught all day, all the stuff, and I get out the bed, I go into her room, she's got in her bed, and I rubbed my baby's feet because she asked. And and that's the part you're talking about listening to your kids. Listening. So many parents will turn a blind eye to that, be like, you rub your own feet. I'm tired. I work right. a full day. You know? Yep. I only got a few seconds, but I just wanted to say this topic does hit home. You know, it does. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, All right. And I'll, I'll just speak a little a little bit to that last part because then I'll, I'll have to get off. Um, doing that, like, what does that do for your child? That simple thing of you look at it as we look at it as rubbing a child's foot or um, as she was just saying, being too tired to do it. Like, you know what? You go do it yourself. When you do that, the child sees themselves as being discarded. When you rub their feet, they don't see it as, oh, you're rubbing my feet. They see it as like acceptance. You did something for me. You alleviated an issue I had. The thing that we don't recognize because it hasn't happened yet is watch what that child does for you when you ask them for something. They're going to go beyond belief because they remember the time when they asked you for something and they know you're tired. They know what you went through and you still did it for them. You made them feel good. They're going to take that and they're going to remember and they pay that forward. So if ever you're in that situation, if they see somebody else in that situation, they're not going to turn a blind eye and say, I'm not going to help you. They're going to help because they remember that time that their parent helped them, even though they were tired. They didn't want to. They didn't know how. I still went and found the answers. You teach your child perseverance this way. You teach your child how to continue to keep going, how to inspire from loss. Because the loss was I worked all day and I'm tired. And you asked me to do something and I want, reluctantly I wanted to say no, but then I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And then I realized that was rewarding for me. I didn't know that that little task could reward me because when we see our child happy, that truly makes us happy. And if it doesn't make you happy, you really, really, really need to do a lot of soul searching because to bring something into this world and not seek to want to make that happy, you cannot be happy on the inside. And so the main point that I would like to get across is, are we parenting or pretending? But that's self-reflecting. You ask that in the mirror and you, you trust the answer you get back because parenting means that you're showing your child you, you're being vulnerable, you're walking with them, you're leading them to understanding. You're okay with not being right all the time. Pretending is, no, I'm going to put up the facade. I, I, I cook, I clean, I go to work, I'm a parent, you respect me. That's when you start demanding, that's impersonating. You're pretending because you're not right inside. So you want them to do things for you. 
that we're incapable of doing for ourselves and the way that we truly raise a more loving, caring, prosperous generation, we got to start with ourselves. We have to start parenting ourselves because in all honesty, we are hurt or we are lacking for what our parents did not give us. So the moment I begin to be a parent for myself as an adult, I begin to be a parent for myself. I then release the trauma from my past and I begin to live for my future. I begin to inspire my children and to go forward with them. And they're going to come back and do the same. But as long as they see us hiding behind our trauma, hiding behind things, pretending, they're going to believe that that's okay. And that should never be okay. So what I hope, my hope going forward is that we stop pretending. And we just admit that we're not okay. Because maybe you're not okay right now, but you will be. The first step, just like a alcoholic anonymous, anonymous meeting, the first step is admittance. You have to admit that there is a problem, that you lack something, that you don't know or understand. As long as you believe you know, you won't ever get the chance to know. As long as you believe you got it, you won't ever get the chance to actually have it. You're impersonating. Again, my name is Sons Inspire, founder of Losers Inspire, everyone. I want to continue to do this every Saturday. I want to honestly continue to do this every day because through my life, I want to inspire others. That is my sole purpose. And so by doing this more, I begin to parent myself. I get over the traumas that I have about speaking and and being afraid to be vulnerable as a man in society. I get over all that the more that I speak. The more that I have somebody come on and speak with me and encourage that this is how we heal, but nobody can do this for me. I have to do it myself. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to me. And I hope that you continue to follow me on my journey because I will continue to follow you on your journey because they say we live to die. I say we lose to inspire. You are what you believe. Believe inspire. Thank you.